0: From Podcast One and the Lady Gang, are you ready for a relatable, unapologetic take on life? This is the Ladies Like Us podcast with Nazanine Mandy and Nadia Mohan. Welcome to the final, final episode of Ladies Like Us. I'm Nazanine Mandy and I'm Nadia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember, we said we were just going to say Nazanine and Nadia. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not Like <laughs> it <get> matters anymore. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. I is know. I, I can't believe it's the final one, honestly. I know. It's been a whole year. That's so wild. But that, and it's, it's kind of been a year to the date. Is it? Yeah, we premiered, I think, July 9th of last year. Oh, Wow. So, like we're pretty close.
1: That's crazy. I didn't even pay attention to that,
0: yeah, oh,
1: well, I mean <clears throat> might as well just get into it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I posted this week, obviously, to our page our our social page that you know that we were gonna be recording our last episode, and if there's anything that you guys want. Wanted to reach out and ask us. You know, we were thinking of doing a little Q and A where I asked you questions and you asked me questions. Right. Um. And we got a few questions, but mostly it was a lot of <laughs> why?
0: Why are you canceling? No, no. I know a lot <laughs> lots of, nos. of long nose. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. With lots of O's. Yes. So <laughs> And it's honestly like it's so sweet and so flattering. Like you guys have been just the best. Yeah despite everything and we've had some really loyal listeners we really have we really And that's priceless you know like we don't take that for granted so thank you guys so much like all your DMs everything is just it's it's so overwhelming and impactful like we read them we love you guys like thank you
1: absolutely um but if we yeah i mean i'll let you start cuz i don't even I'm oh, to begin. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I will. I'll start with my reason um, right. for leaving the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast was something that was very out of the norm for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like my comfortable realm. I've obviously never done my own podcast. Her and I have never done a podcast together. Mm-hmm. So this was something that I was like, you know what? I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try new things and if it's for me it's for me if not it's not right so after a while and I don't know like specifically when Mm -hmm. um and we talked Nadia and I have had open conversation about this um no huh
1: for some time now we've been you know yeah you expressed to me how you felt and we discussed it and I knew where you stood you know for a while Right. So it's not, not like, you know, shocking news for me. No, no, no,
0: no, like not at all. Um, which I'm glad because I'm glad that we kept that open communication. Right. Uh, it could have got weird, but this is family and that comes first. So it's, it's very important for me to be open and it's easy for me to be open with you. Like, exactly. so, <laughs> so <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Like this, the podcast is not my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, my, the energy that the podcast deserves, the Mm -hmm. promotion that the podcast deserves, because we gave it our all, Mm -hmm. we were very Mm hands-on. Um, I can't give right now. Yeah. I am overwhelmed. I have a lot of different things going on, which this podcast also made me realize I need to cut other things as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So this isn't the only thing that's going bye-bye. Mm-hmm. you know, like all those things that I have going on on the side,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to slowly branch off away from, and it's nothing personal. It's just, I need to hone in on my real purpose and that's acting. And that's starting my own business when mm-hmm. it comes to my workshops and, you know, the motivational workshops and things like that. Right. Right. So, um, Nadia and I had a long talk and I just, if I can't give a hundred percent, I I can't do this.
2: Mm-hmm. If,
0: if my heart's not in it, I don't want to shortchange anybody. So, Absolutely. you know, it's just not fair. But I think at the end of the day, it's so important to try new things. Yes, and it is okay if something is not for you. Mm-hmm. You know, try new things and never be afraid to say they're not for you if that's how you really feel. Like we are allowed to try new things and change our minds. Right you know, and I have to follow my heart and my passion and I have to use my time and energy wisely. So I learned so much from this podcast. I mean, Mm -hmm. we have had high highs and low lows, (laughs) 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 but you know what? Like we learned so, so much. No, it, it was
1: such a pivotal and important time for me this whole past year um well first of all thank you for saying all that and being so honest with everybody you know I, I mm-hmm. applaud you for that and I applaud you for trying something new because you know I know you I've known you my whole life I I know what you know what is what is out of your comfort zone you know and I know I know that this wasn't that for you and I know that you really tried your best and you still killed it. It's not, you know what I mean? Like you still put it in. Um, but I knew I could feel that you were just like, mm, this is not really my thing. And you know, you had to kind of force it a little more because it wasn't your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, you know, someone like me, I talk to everybody and anybody I, I make friends with, you know, the people at the supermarket and everything. I get that right. from my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: And I love that. And I admire that about you. But it takes me a while to open up. Right, right. And so sometimes I'd be like, okay, I have to, you know, I've got to talk right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, it's, it's just not my natural thing. And, I, Absolutely. you know, I really tried. And really, I loved, I loved doing this because it was with you. Absolutely, I agree. Same. You know, it's it's just one of those things where it was worth it to try it for a full year because it was with you because <laughs> I I got to see us do something together and I got to see you grow in the process which has been so amazing to watch Oh, well, thank you
1: yeah, it's so emotional like this whole week it has just been like i'm like please don't cry on this episode like get it together girl <laughs> it's just been um i needed it i really needed to do this i um have always been somebody who has been behind the scenes and not that that's a bad thing. It's just that, um, I needed this to prove to myself that I can do this, that I can be in the forefront, that I have a voice that I have a strong voice that I, you know, want to bring other people's stories to light and share that with everyone. Like that's an important thing to me. And, um, because of doing this, this, excuse me, this podcast, you know, it has really taught me so much about life about myself about how to handle situations i mean it's just mm-hmm. the the lessons are so endless it's insane and so thank you. and it's only happened in 12 months i know it's crazy yeah so and you know also thank you to kelty Knight from lady gang for um giving us this opportunity to podcast one for giving us this opportunity um you know when this all went down Kelty, so basically Kelty's husband, Chris Knight, um, he manages, manages, right?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. he's a part, Chris Knight is a part of Miguel's management team.
1: Team. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he's married to Kelty. So that, that was the link between the two and Kelty reached out to Nas. You guys went out to dinner and she was like, you know, why don't you start a podcast? And Nas was like, well, I'm not really sure. I don't know if that's my thing, but I'm down to do it. If um, I could do it with my cousin. Right And Kelty's like, I don't know who the hell your cousin is, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So, you know, then, you know, we started it and our our vision of this whole podcast was to just kind of share what we were going through, um, whether it was work related, relationship wise, whatever we were going through, share that and also share other people's stories. Mostly it became women, um, hence why it is Ladies Like Us. (laughs) But, um, you know, we try to throw in a few men's voices in there as well. (laughs) Um, But it just grew into something so amazing. Our fan base is so amazing. We've met so many amazing people along the way. And I I just really feel like all of it happened for a reason, um, for multiple reasons. And it just it really changed my life it really
0: changed my life I love that yeah Yeah, no I mean everything honestly everything happens for a reason yeah it all does and I'm so happy that you took that chance because it's scary I remember our first episode I know you know and we were both like so nervous but you have to do things in life that you're afraid of you do You You have to, if if you want, if you want to grow, if you want to get further, you have to do things you're afraid of. And I think that that's always been, um, one of my, um,
1: setbacks for myself is that I tend to overthink and I tend to feel like, well, if all, you know, and we've talked about this, I know you can relate to that. If all the elements are not there, we can't start or we can't, you know, and it's like, fuck that, just start, just do it, you know, do Work with what you got. If all you have is your iPhone, work with your iPhone. You know what I mean? Buy a ring light. Whatever it is that you want to do, just do it. And that's really what this podcast has taught me. And it's kind of like pushed me into that direction of, you know, I could do this. Hence why I'm now considering doing YouTube, you know, where a year ago, if I was like, YouTube, nah, that's not for me. But now I'm like, okay. Maybe I can do Yeah,
0: I can right. do it. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Trying new things opens new opportunities. Yep. Yeah. But,
1: okay. So we are getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's let's do this. Why don't we? Do you want to talk about? Um, do we want to start with like current events of what's been happening?
0: Well, and, let's let's do our high and blow. Okay.
1: Yeah. My. High is just what this podcast has taught me and what I've gained from it all, really. Just everything I already said. And um there's been a lot of blows this week. There's been a I lot mean, of blows. In
0: life. Like what's going on in the world. Like it's so crazy because one month after another you're like, okay, what is gonna happen right. in June? What is gonna happen in July? What the hell is gonna happen in August? Because this shit is getting bananas. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing after the other. Um, it's we had um, that whole Naya Rivera thing was just so sad. So sad. She was only 33. I know your age, which actually yeah. Nas went to high school with or
0: was it high school and elementary, or just high uh, school? junior high and high school together. Right. And right. you know, we're from the same hometown, mm-hmm. and to see something so tragic to somebody you know, you once knew and crossed past. Cross paths with is it's devastating like I can't imagine what her family and her son and what are they going through I can't even imagine no it's so sad it's terrible. such a freak
1: accident like it's just and it's so crazy did you see that they found her on the anniversary of Cory Monteith's death
0: yeah it's that oh my god yeah
1: that's to me. That there's no coincidences there. No, that's, it's
0: not. It's like he brought her home. I think so
1: too. I really think so. Oh my god! So you know
0: she is so talented. It's just all around so sad.
1: Yeah, it really was. It really. But, is. Uh, yeah, but I don't, yeah that I mean that's just one of them, and then of course. um, you guys had a loss in your family. Miguel's grandmother yeah, passed.
0: That was, that's actually, you know, my blow. Right, um, right. Miguel's grandmother passed at 80. She passed early Monday morning at 1.40 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at his mother's house and she passed away in her room. So she was like surrounded by love and we were playing music. Nick was playing mm-hmm. like surrounded by family and like she passed very peacefully. Yeah, you know, um, That's- she also battled <laughs> cancer off and on for five years. You know,
1: it's so long to deal.
0: with Yeah, it. it's a yeah. long time, and um, she's gonna be missed. Like we saw her a lot, and mm-hmm. um, I know he's, you know, obviously very, very upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily oh. this time. He's talking about it more, and by he, I'm I'm referring to Miguel. Right, right,
2: right.
0: Um, Miguel's talking about it more. He's been back and forth to his mom's house a lot, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's been a lot though. They've lost a grandparent, 2018, 2019, and now 2020. Yep. So it's been like one after the other every year. Yeah, every it's year crazy. and. I know how the other, you know, his, his nana and his tata have impacted him and now his nan. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: Yeah. Grief is a bitch, man. You you never Perfect. know when it's going to hit you. Um, it comes in waves. And it never really leaves you, to be honest. I was talking to Nick, uh, Miguel's brother, last night. Omar and I were FaceTiming with him and just, you know, checking in on him and seeing how he was <laughs> going, too. And we were talking about grief. And, you know, I didn't... I didn't fully, um, knowingly, um, process, excuse me. I didn't process my sister's death till 10 years later. And that was not knowingly. I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't realize that I had it, but 10 years later, after my sister had passed, it came on, like, it just came to me head on and, and I just processed it so much more deeper and it just, I don't know, it. it you can't
0: control your grief. It's just something that it comes when it comes. Yeah, it just yeah, comes, and, when it and comes. everybody reacts to death differently. Exactly. Um it should in my opinion never be judged. No. You no. know, it's it's something that most likely everyone will experience. Yeah. And they will most likely experience it differently.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I know it's life is so crazy. It's just you know, and it makes me – I will say, like,
1: as far as, na- like, Nan's passing, mm-hmm. that's – to me, in my opinion, that's such an amazing way to go out if you're going to go out.
0: Uh, no, like, if she went out the most ideal way, that's how I would want to go out. Same, same. Warming yeah. the bed
1: with your family around you with love and music, and and yeah. it's just, like, that's, like, the ideal situation. So that's amazing that she got the opportunity. And I was telling Nick, too, that, like, under the circumstances of what we're going through right now with covid and how you know we can't we're not supposed to really have mass gatherings and like funerals are not a thing right now like you're not allowed to have funerals Mm -hmm. so it's like if you guys are unable to have the funeral at the very least at least you were all together in that moment of her passing and celebrating her life in that moment together which is far more impactful than a funeral, you know, days later, in my opinion.
0: No, it, it absolutely was. And the fact that like you know, we didn't have to leave. We all stayed there. Right, right. Um, you know, there was no pressure to like, okay guys, it's over. Now time to move on. Right. It was nothing like that. Um it was it was as beautiful as it could be. Right. Um yeah, but unfortunately obviously there will not be a funeral. Right. And um, that, they're, they're gonna
1: cream that- it so that's what I was um, getting to is the fact that like that that's the part with all this COVID that makes me probably the most sad is all these people that have passed because of COVID and they've died alone in the hospital or wherever they are, they've, they've passed alone. And, and not only that, they're not allowed to have their life celebrated with by honoring them with a funeral, you know, because of the times that we're in. And it's just, that's such a, it's so sad to me. It's so, one
0: of the saddest parts. Yeah. Of this it's- whole COVID situation.
1: Yeah. So <sighs> yeah. my heart goes out to those people that have lost family and they're, you know, unable, like, it's almost like your grief is on pause because it's like you, you, part of some people's grieving process is seeing that person go under, you know, yes, to the ground or seeing them in the casket or whatever. Yes. And when you're not able to do that, it's just, it's really hard. It's really yes. hard. So, you know, my condolences to anybody who's going through that. It's, it's freaking rough. It's so rough. Oh god, so much darkness on our world. Um, another terrible thing. <laughs> what happened now? No, I you know, I just you heard about um I, I like I wanna get into like cancel culture and like how what's happening right now with like the Wayfair scandal and now they're trying to bring Chrissy Teigen into the Pizzagate scandal and all this shit. And it's like <sighs> I will say the Wayfair thing is very strange. Okay. The, the pricing on those cabinets. I don't know if anyone has heard about it. I know Nas, you, you saw it, but, um, on Wayfair, which is like a furniture, um, shopping website, which I am obsessed with and very saddened by in many ways. <laughs> um, They, some lady, she came across the, um, she was looking for a cabinet with her husband. They were looking for storage cabinets and they came across these cabinets that were like 10 to $15,000 that looked super basic and didn't make any sense. And it was a huge red flag for her because apparently she, um, she deals with victims of sex trafficking and child abuse. So she sees a lot of stuff and she knows when things are, are strange. So she kind of like put it out there and people started investigating. But however, whatever the case, the thing is, is that it's not confirmed. And I'm not trying to sit here and minimize it and say, oh, well, you know, where's the proof and blah, blah, blah. But I'm saying this because... Chrissy Teigen also got dragged into the whole Pizzagate thing over, over tweets that she had posted a while ago and she went and deleted them because she knew that they were poor taste, but she's a very crude person. Her humor is very crude. It's not for everyone. And she kind of just says whatever she wants. Like that's what she's known for.
0: I mean, she's unfiltered. She's that's very a, unfiltered. way to describe it. She's exactly. unfiltered. Yeah. Exactly. That's her thing. Yeah.
1: So, uh, people started dragging her because some girl said something like, oh, like, she associated her with pedophilia.
0: Uh-huh. So now which people- is, Huh? Which is like, which that is like one thing. Like if you associate somebody with that, you better have proof. Yeah. Th- and that's- that, You, that's can't that's you the accuse thing. people of this. No. And that's the whole thing that's
1: bothering me about this is that cancer- col- Cancer- <laughs> Cancel culture. It is a freaking cancer. Um, It has its pros and cons. And most of it is cons because it's like everyone is is in high school all over again. And the rumor is spread around that, oh, so-and-so, you know, did this or whatever, you know, they did this in the quad or whatever stupid rumor that kids used to make up. And it spreads like wildfire on Instagram and everyone, for some reason, treats it as fact and it becomes factual. And now people are getting their news from Instagram and believing every tweet and everything that they read when there's no context behind it. There's no research behind it. There's no, you know, there's no truth or fact. Right. And We just really need to get a hold of that because they're harassing her. They're threatening her children.
0: Here's here's the thing. There needs to be consequences for false information. Right. Twitter fingers are hot and heavy these days and people Mm -hmm. feel entitled to write whatever the fuck they want, even if it's not true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Yeah. It's just getting out of control and it keeps getting
1: worse and worse. Like it's been around for a while. It's nothing new, but it just, it just feels like it's getting worse and worse. And I don't know if it's because people are bored. They don't have as much going on and we're really living on our phones and in social media because, you know, we're not supposed to be going out and socializing. And so it just feels
0: like it's getting out of control and it just. But yeah, this, it does seem like it's getting worse. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, it needs to be stopped. There needs to be consequences. Not everybody deserves to be canceled. People are imperfect. People make mistakes all the time Mm -hmm. just because people are in the limelight and famous. It doesn't mean, mean they're perfect.
1: You and I learned that lesson loud and clear this year with, with the whole TI scandal. I mean, we were thrown completely off and we were not expecting those words coming out of his mouth and mouth. And we just, you know, we reacted in an honest, it was our honest reaction. And, you know, people dragged us for it. And literally, like, I never thought in a million years, like, bitch, we got canceled. I got
0: canceled. Like, I mean, it's in the long run, you know, everybody makes mistakes and we learned from it and we grew from it. And, you know, that's all we can do. We can't beat ourselves up for it. We genuinely made a mistake. We genuinely felt uncomfortable. That was our genuine reaction. I don't know what people want from us. Yeah, exactly. We apologized and genuinely meant it. So I, you know, I don't know what to say. No, and,
1: and that's the, the, the shitty part of society is that people are forgetting that we are all human and we all make mistakes. Yeah. And those of us that are in the limelight, our mistakes are out there for the world to see. And you know, if you really want to put yourself out there, you know, the way that we have, the way that others have, it that's what it comes with. You're going to see our mistakes cuz we're not perfect. We're Of course.
0: Oh, and it's, it's so unrealistic. It's very unrealistic and very unfair. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely unfair and you know, I think we all just need to be a bit more sensitive towards each other. Yep. And a bit more understanding. Yep. You know, don't point the finger if if you've been imperfect yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, And then, of course, you get the pro side of cancel culture when you find, you know, racist idiots that we blast, all these Karens and, you know, all, all this shit that's being documented online of people just being blatantly ignorant and racist and they're getting cancelled and it's great. And I'm here for it and I love to see it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like for me, that's that's watching like real genuine evil that needs to disappear.
1: Right. You know? And it's um you saw, right? The one um in Santa Clarita where you're from. When oh, they yeah. yeah, they're trying they were harassing the street vendor. And like, they didn't, they were trying to get him to leave and they were harassing him and it was all cotton tape and they totally got canceled. Like they have a whole restaurant and bar. Their okay. Yelp review went down to one star.
0: <laughs> no, of course it did. <laughs> no, you know, unfortunately, and I can say this because I lived there for 18 years, mm-hmm, yeah. um, where I grew up, which is Santa Clarita Valley, like it, it's heavy in racism. Yeah. You know, it is. And watching that video was not shocking. Right. Right. It's
1: mostly because it's whenever you get communities that are all the same race, that are majority of the same race, that's usually where racism lives. Exactly. You know, so that makes sense. Um, I, I, you know, came from the same type of vibe. You know, we had, yeah, I don't know if if I shared this story before on the podcast, but like probably like a month ago or so um, in my mom's community. She lives in Rancho Santa Margarita, but these kids did chalk drawings um, on the ground where you're supposed to do chalk drawings. And mm-hmm. it said like Black Lives Matter and something about police. I don't remember exactly what it was, mm-hmm. um, but they they freaking called the cops on the chalk drawing saying that it was vandalism. <laughs> you know, people have way too much time I know, I know, I can't. I'm going to say that. Why don't you just take a hose and hose it down,
0: you idiots? I, I'm just so done with this shit. So or how about you not care about those things? I know. I and know. let people express themselves the way they choose to. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. So,
1: you know, that's, of course, the state of our world.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any flow? I mean, I'm sorry. Do you have any highs this week? Um, I do. I have, um, I have a few, but I'll say one. So I booked an official Savage X Fenty campaign. Yes. And we shot it about a week ago. Mm -hmm. Um, it was absolutely incredible. I cannot say what I wore or the theme or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I cannot wait till it comes out. It comes out in August. And this was something that I manifested. I put this on my goals list that I keep up on my vanity and now I can cross it off. So yeah, amazing.
1: Fenty's the one man. I am a huge fan and supporter of Fenty. I mean, I love Rihanna, but I just think that her, all of it from the beauty to the lingerie, all of it is just, it's, progressive it's inclusive it's edgy it's
0: cool it's just it's the future like it's so good it it absolutely is the future and to be a part of that i'm totally and absolutely honored yes that's that's a big deal it's it's everything that i stand for as Mm -hmm. a woman and an individual so i'm just excited so that's definitely my high
1: that's awesome that's that's really exciting. I'm proud of you for that. And you got to work with Priscilla. I love
0: her. I She's He's incredible wow. and a good like a good person. Her vibe. So is Kendall. He did my hair. Um amazing. and of course Yuichi was there. I love that. Love guy. you.
1: I know. <laughs> me too. I love Yuichi. Yeah. He's just good energy every time.
0: He really is. <laughs> He's hilarious.
1: That's dope. I love that. Um mm-hmm. what else? Um, oh, we went to Palm Springs. That was fun for the fourth.
0: Yes, we
1: did. And we
0: went responsibly. Yes. (laughs) So I just want to say that our entire group, we got tested for COVID. Um, obviously whoever was positive could not come to Palm Springs. We didn't have
1: any positives.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Nobody was positive. So everybody got to come on the trip. Right. Um, which was Amazing and a lot more relaxing because you know, you know, everybody's healthy, thank God, right? Right, and I would advise people to do the same if you're gonna have a small group of friends get together, just all get tested, it's free, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and it was so, oh, it was just so like I want to go back so bad already, it was just I needed it really bad, and then there was like the solar eclipse happening that night too. So the moon was just like so vibrant and you know we did shrooms and we were out in the desert under this amazing moon and it was just the energy was incredible it was uh, I want to go back so I know back. I did too um but yeah so that was fun it was so funny did I tell you how um Omar was like when we were <laughs> he told me after the trip he was like So I just want to know, like, when you're drinking and stuff, and you're slurring and stumbling, like, when do you want me to tell you to stop? (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) He's like, do you want me to stop you? Or do you want me to just leave you alone? Like, let me know. And I was like, listen. If I'm in Palm Springs with a small group of my friends and we're getting fucked up, leave me alone. Like uh, what am I going to do? Pass out? Like who cares? I needed nice. this. You're safe. Uh, yeah. I'm like, but if I'm out in public slurring and stumbling, yes, please. By all means, stop me. I do not want to look like a hot mess out, <laughs> on these streets. Yeah, <laughs> not no. that that's happening anytime soon, but you know,
0: definitely not. I think definitely
1: not in 2020. No, I can't. I'm just, I'm so paranoid, like, and I don't I keep telling Omar talking about this. I'm like, I don't know. Am I being paranoid and overly precautious, or is this just like what you're supposed to do? Because I gotta tell you, like, I'm barely starting to kind of take clients again. Like, I- I've obviously been working with you. Um, we've been in pretty much we're in the same quarantine circle, so that's not right. a big deal. Um, but I'm slowly starting to take clients that I've worked with before here and there. And it freaks me out. Like I wear my mask, but there's a lot of other people around me that are like, you know, there was, there was a hairdresser that was there and she goes from house to house, client to client without wearing her mask. Right. And I'm like, girl, you're playing with fire. And the thing that stresses me out about that is that if she gets it, and she gives it to one of my clients, my clients give it to me. Of course. You know, it just, I don't know. It really is stressing me out because it's forcing me to be like, okay, do I not take these clients? Do I just not work? Because let's be real, this podcast is ending. There goes my paycheck. I'm not, you know, I, I need money, like, I need income. And, it's just scary. It's really. Scary. YouTube. I know. Exactly. I know. I know. It's coming. Listen, I honestly don't even have a choice now because I've already been talking about YouTube and literally people are messaging me, DMing me like, I'm coming for you if you don't start this YouTube.
0: <laughs> Shit. What, again, like going back to trying something new. Yeah. What if you just, you do it and you realize it's not for you and no,
1: that's totally. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm already, I'm doing it. I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm going to do it. So I got to at least try. So exactly. again, yeah, if you don't like it, then I won't do it. So, yeah,
0: It's like, yay, I shot some videos. Like, Right. Nothing, nothing was taken out of your time, especially now, like you could do it. Right, right. Um,
1: okay. So what I kind of want to get into real quick is, should we, let's do some of the questions that people asked us. And then we'll end up with just doing a quick highlight of our favorite moments of being on the show, our favorite episodes and guests, and that'll be it. So let's see. Oh, and before we get into that, I also said, um, I told one of our followers that I would give her a birthday shout out because today is her birthday and she's very sad that we're ending it on her birthday. So happy birthday. Shout out to, I hope I'm saying this right. Azaria. Happy birthday, girl. Thank you for listening. Happy (laughs) birthday. Okay. So let's see what we got here. So this comes from Abby Cannon. She said, Hey, Nadia Nas, I saw that your next episode will be the last Ladies Like Us podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you for keeping me entertained each day while driving home from work. I'm a journalist on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, and your podcast kept me laughing as if my friends were in the car while driving over an hour home every day. My question for both of you are, number one, which music concert do you wish you could go back and relive again? It's
0: not a concert. It's a show moment. Okay. And it was Miguel singing at the Grammys when he sang Adorn, and it was the Grammys that he won uh, the Grammy for. Right. So I would love to relive that again. It was such a magical moment.
1: Yeah, that's so dope. It was it I can't even
0: I it's I can't even describe it. I don't know how to describe a moment like that. Yeah. When you are watching somebody's dreams come true, Aww. it's the best feeling in the world, especially when they're your husband's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so I'd love to relive that and see him do that again. Yeah. Um and also Him performing at Coachella was fucking Oh, my God. Coachella was everything that year. That's probably one that I would relive, too. Me, too. And Beyonce. I would relive Beyonce. Yeah. That was such a moment. I I am, like, honored we got to see that in person. Same. Same. The fact that I watch it all the time, over and over (laughs) again.
1: I'm obsessed. Because it just... That show was everything and I would go back and relive that show um, and I would get a hell of a lot closer
0: <laughs> to the front.
1: I know. We got there late as shit. I know.
0: That part was shitty. I know.
1: Um, and then she said, P.S. asked Miguel to come back to Splendor in the Grass Festival in Byron Bay next year.
0: <laughs> well, girl, if it exists next year. <laughs> right, right. If you're allowed, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right question number two hey naz and nadia i'm so sad ladies like us is coming to an end this show seriously was one of the things that got my spirit going during the rough times this past year oh yeah. i'd always listen to it on my way to work and in the mornings and i and just when i needed it to lift my spirits thank you for having this show and being so open i wish you both the absolute best with your future endeavors i can't wait to see what life brings you too
1: Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. And that's from Sam Lean
0: underscore. Yes. Okay. So her question is, my question for the both of you to ask each other is what was the hardest moment in each of your careers and how did it shape the rest of your career? Mm. Oh, okay. The hardest moment for me was deciding that I was going to go full throttle with acting i decided to let the fear go. I decided mm-hmm. to let self doubt go. I decided to believe in myself and do this no matter what, no matter the obstacles, to keep going until I attained my goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but getting started was the most difficult part.
1: Yeah, that is very difficult, and yeah. making that decision—just yeah. like you know what—I'm going to do this—is like.
0: You know why it's more for me, it's was more than just a decision. It was, it's a life commitment. Right. So it was way bigger for me than just being like, you know, I'm just going to get into acting because I'm good at it. Or I'm like, really love it. Or this is that matter. I grew up doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is my passion. And if I'm going to do this, I have to commit. I'm right. not doing this half ass. Right. No, you
1: have to, you, you have, have to. to, especially with acting. I mean, a lot of things. But with acting, it's like you you really got to invest a lot and know that you're going to get a lot of no's, that you're going to, you know, it's it's a struggle. It's such a struggle. There's so much competition out there. Um, And up until now, now there are more roles that are being created that are more inclusive, that are giving more voices. Um, But for the longest time, it was like, do you look like this? Or do you look like that? Because these are the only two options. You know what I mean? And it just...
0: It was either you're black or you're white. Right. You know, or you're just Mexican. And you're going to play roles that aren't always so positive. hmm You know, mm-hmm. you're going to play this certain stereotype because you are Mexican. And it's like, well, right. not all Mexicans are like that. Like, you know, we do other things. hmm You know? Yep. Now it's finally being portrayed in, in film and television. Thank God. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this industry is cutthroat and you have to be cut out for it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You have and and don't play yourself. If you're not cut out for it, it is okay. Right. It's okay. You are going to be cut out for something else. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um,
1: I think for me, the hardest moment, I, I, I believe, that I have not experienced my hardest moment in my career yet. I think that I feel really optimistic because I feel like I'm, I'm really just beginning something new. Um, Mm. I feel a sense of excitement that, okay. um, It just, it feels new and fresh. And, and I just feel, um, I just feel like I haven't experienced that yet. I will say that, going through, you know, I'm someone who's always been behind the scenes. I've never put myself out there to be in the forefront, to be criticized and to be analyzed. And going through that TI situation really rocked my world because it was my first experience with that. First experience with cancel culture, first experience with people knowing who I was and judging me off of I should really say they didn't know who I was. They just knew my awesome. name and that was it. They, they just, you know, most of them never even heard previous no, episodes. No, that's what I was about to say. They don't even listen to our podcast. Exactly. And so they took, they took a clip of whatever 10 second clip or whatever it was. And they threw their judgments on us and the DMS that I got and the messages I got, we so horrific attacking my character saying that I, you know, I don't deserve to live and I'm a piece of shit and I'm a horrible excuse for a woman and all yeah. these things that just really was, it was a lot to take in all at once. I mean, people can easily say, Oh, you don't know them. Like don't pay attention to them. That's something that I would tell somebody, but until you actually go through it yourself Until you actually have your DMs flooded with people attacking you and saying what a horrible person you are, you have no idea what that feels like. And it is brutal, man. Like, that was really a tough one. And it took me a good while to shake it off and say, okay, I went through that. This is what I gained. Um, I feel stronger because of it. I feel more resilient. And I just think it kind of prepared me for the future. So, you know that that was a tough one to go through but it, it wasn't really a career thing um i feel like life experience yeah i feel like there's still so much more for me to do and there's so much more to come so that's kind of like
0: to be determined we right. shall see i mean it's you know anything you love and anything you're putting your all in there are going to be very hard times that's right. just, that's how it is when yeah. when something is real it's not easy Mm-hmm. Um, that's in career. That's family. That's a relationship. That's friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, so something will come up, and you just try your best to to work through it.
1: Yeah. you gotta just practice your resilience. Yeah. This um, next one is from Lauren underscore Louise Seven. Sorry to hear you're finishing up your podcast. Thank you for all the laughs and useful chats together. I'd love to know what your favorite memories were when when growing up together. I was literally. <laughs> I was literally today watching old videos of my cousins and I growing up together. Some of my best and happiest memories were spent growing up with them. Wishing you both all the best and lots of love, Lauren.
0: Oh, thank you, Lauren. I like this question a lot. I know. This is a great question. We have a lot.
1: There's just so many memories.
0: Yeah, they're endless. Like our memories are endless from like vacations every year and like we never wanted to go home we always asked for one more day one more night oh wait you still failed. do that you still do that one more night no. it, we, we were in palm springs I know. And was swimming and he's like i don't want to go and i'm like me neither one more night <laughs> like, yeah. hashtag one more night <laughs> nope. I know
1: yeah and that's the thing like I don't and I and like I forget what we ever talk about on this podcast we just like talk and talk and talk and it's like I don't remember if we shared the fact that our parents used to take us to Vegas every year for like a freaking week <laughs> I don't know how they did it I don't know they had to only do Vegas for two days <laughs> I know well it was a very different experience let's absolutely <laughs> And, um, you know, mostly we were just so aghast to spend time together because Nas and I, like our families, we lived damn near almost two hours apart from each other. It was far. Right. And was grew up in the valley and I grew up in deep Orange County. So um, we would try to see each other as much as we could. And there were definitely phases where we would see each other more. But it was difficult they had a lot of kids my sister was sick and needed you know required nursing 24 7 so making sure that she had um, nurses there to take care of her and my parents could leave it was there were a lot of obstacles so every year they would plan a family vacation with my family and naz's family we would take a road trip to – usually, usually almost always was Vegas because they kind of, like, didn't know where else to take us. We started going camping towards the end too. But uh, your mom (laughs) – your family's not as outdoorsy. (laughs) I'm not. You're not. You and your mom. But the boys are. Um, But, yeah, so we would go and we would – just the the excitement that we would have the night before when we would pack for our trip and Nas would always call me, what are you taking? What are you packing? Blah blah blah. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> and you know, we would um we didn't even have cell phones then, you know, it was I just love. a regular old landline and and um VHS recorders and we would take this road trip and we would go to Vegas and we would always meet in Baker. Which mm-hmm. was like how far was Baker out from Vegas? Like
0: like two and a half hours, I think. Oh, it's like halfway. Okay. <laughs> how, yeah, that was the halfway point. And we would halfway. meet at the McDonald's. Yeah, we would meet at the McDonald's in
1: Baker. And our freaking dads, who are like best friends, they <laughs> they would have they each had a minivan and they would roll down the window and scream at each other profanities and farsi yeah. as they're driving up to one another like screaming, like, like, <laughs> yep. remember that shit? Oh, yeah. So embarrassing. We would be
0: mortified. But looking back, that was so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I had my headphones on most of the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nas would sit in the very back with all the luggage because you were the smallest and there was a like tiny little
0: space for you and they would squeeze you in the back with the luggage. <laughs> I know, but I liked it because nobody would talk to me. Right, exactly. I'd be like, okay, this is my own little place. Please leave me alone. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, one of my favorite childhood memories, mm-hmm. and I think it's probably one of my like top three, Mm -hmm. would just be us like having sleepovers and we would stay up most of the night talking and your dad coming in and yelling at us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My dad would always come in and yell at us. Oh my God. (laughs) Story of my life. And it was usually big surprise guys. It was usually me doing most of the talking and then I would be talking and Nas would stop responding and then I'd look over and she'd be sleeping. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) <laughs> right. You're just like knocked out. I'm like, oh, damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talked her to sleep again. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that memory.
1: It happens like
0: every time.
1: <laughs> I know for real. There's just so many. Um, I also really loved when I used to spend the night at your house. Well, both our moms used to do it, but your mom really did it a lot was we used to go. I, whenever I'd spend the night at your house, uh, your mom would always tell us stories about our moms growing up. Like, oh yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's so funny because I have heard those stories a million times. But we'd be like, "Mom, tell us the story about the Mexican road again." <laughs>
0: or, you know, like, yeah, the white you know? lady, huh? About the white lady, the white lady, all of it, like she
1: just loved and she she was so dramatic and animated like she would make the story so fun and interesting and we would just tell it my mom I know (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, so that was always really fun too all those stories we would hear over and over again
0: yeah that I loved that too Mm -hmm. and then remember you and I put the sumo wrestling outfits on oh my god
1: I completely forgot about that and then you said you found the video.
0: So I found the video and I, um, I actually shipped all of the video to, I think it's a site called legacy Uh huh. and they put everything on like DVD for you or like a jump drive. So it takes about a month and a half. So we should be getting all that back soon. Oh, I can't wait. I can't see. wait. I know it's going to be so good, but uh-huh. I don't, was it your, who's, was it a birthday? No, it was my, gra- my high
1: school graduation party. Really? Yeah. It was my high school graduation party, and we rented. uh, My mom threw me a party. It was a luau, it was Hawaiian themed. I remember that. Yeah, we rented um, sumo suits and a mat. (laughs) It was giant sumo suits because we were just like, fuck it, that looks fun.
0: (laughs) And it was. That shit was funny. (laughs) You knocked me down. Of course. (laughs) I just had to blow on you, and you'd fall over. You were
1: even smaller then. You were tiny. <laughs> I can't wait to see that tape. I know it's gonna be good. But yeah, man, so many stories, guys. And I'll tell you what: if Nas is down, if I start a YouTube channel, um, I think it would be cool every once in a while if you came on an uh, episode and you know we had a little chitty chat. Maybe every once in a while, if you're down.
0: Of course, I would love to. Yeah, that way we can, you know, give them what they want. <laughs> yes. No, that I would lo- I love that idea.
1: Yeah, it would be fun. So, all right guys, thank you so much for those fun questions. That was good. Um, let's kind of do a quick little favorite moments, favorite guests um throughout the year Man, that we've had on the show.
0: I like I have a list. Okay. But there's there were just so many great guests that we had. I know. It's really hard to choose. Like so if I left anyone out, sorry, it's nothing personal.
1: No, Everyone no. Had, there
0: it's was so many. many. Yeah, and everybody was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say my all-time favorite episode was our episode that we did together, our secret dreams and fear of I knew Business. you were gonna say that. I knew it. <laughs> was so honest. Mm-hmm. And we actually, rec- like, we just recorded it just sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. just lounging, being really comfortable. and we were like on your bed. It was just so, I don't know, there was just really, really amazing moments. And I, you know, you guys got to really learn about us. So I think that was, that's what makes it so special for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was a really raw and real episode. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not that we're, they always are. But that one, we really kind of bared our souls in that one.
0: <laughs> For sure. And, like, we didn't have a guest. So it was really about, like, why we are the way we are, our backgrounds, and things that we've learned throughout our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I remember Kelty told us that, too. She was like, I love your episodes when it's just the two of you.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, those are, were my favorite.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, we've had so many. Like, having Miguel and Omar on together was really fun, too. Like, the first, our first episode that was really fun because that was know, really really fun we got to like share personal stories and have both of them on together and so you know you got to see like our dynamic um that was amazing and uh, I can't wait to listen back to that in know, like, years from now it's gonna be hilarious and and thank you for mentioning that guys if um these episodes will live on Apple iTunes so you can always come back and give us a listen Um, you can still rate us, give us five stars. And one other thing that, um, I was kind of thinking about Kelty actually suggested this to us of turning our ladies like us podcast page on Instagram into kind of something like a a women's inspirational page, which I think would be really kind of cool. And I'm really thinking about doing that. So, um, you know, DM me and and let me know if that's something you'd want to follow and what kind of content you'd like to see from us because I'm really trying my hardest to be better at social media. (laughs) It's it's a struggle for me, but if I plan ahead, if I plan everything ahead, then I'm good. It's when I don't have content I don't plan ahead that I just kind of let it slip away. Uh Um, But I think that that would be something kind of cool. We already have like 12K followers on there. I don't want to let you guys down. So, you know, we might turn it into something like that. Valerie Burton was amazing having her on and the timing of her being a life coach and you had just completed your certification was really cool too. I loved
0: that. Yes, she was, she's definitely on my list. Like that was sitting with somebody who lives that and has been doing it for years Mm-hmm. Was even more motivating and inspiring.
1: Absolutely. And I'm like,
0: oh, okay, like this is what I can look forward to.
1: Absolutely. She, so yeah, she's I a great role model. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And her book was really good. She gifted us with her book and it was really good. The book and is excellent. it really is. It's uh-huh. a great book. Um, what else? Um what else I really liked hmm.
0: Tori's episode. Her first oh, yeah. episode was right. really good. That one had a great response. People really liked that episode. Yep. I mean, she was very honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's a, she's a very real raw person as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. No Cole Russell's episode. Of course. I mean, just being able to have our friends on that have such amazing stories and have um, they're doing such positive and great things in the world. It was really awesome to be able to have that opportunity to have them on and be candid with them. Um Exactly. Nicole has precious dreams foundation. Tori has tangible movement. It was, yeah, I love, I loved that opportunity too to have uh, them. On. Oh, Deepika was one of my favorite too. Dude, that's totally on my list. And yeah. long story short, I, with Deepika, it was interesting because we had been propositioned to have her on before. And for whatever reason, we didn't get to get to her. And we reached out again and said, um, we asked our our team, you know, hey, we really want to have Jackie Ina on. She's a, um, a, a YouTuber and blogger um, and she does makeup. And she's hilarious and she she's always, you know, positive and we wanted to have her on. So we reached out and they were like, you know, the only thing is, is that her man, was it her manager or her, I was her manager? I think it was PR. PR. Yeah. PR is the same as Deepika and you guys didn't take Deepika. And we were like, oh shoot, that's right let's take Deepika. So we, you know, hit up Deepika and we're like, please be on our show. And she was, and it was funny because I feel like it was so meant to be for her to be on our show because it was towards the end of the show. And like, had we not reached out to get Jackie Ina, we would have probably forgotten. Like, you know, it was a total, you know, mistake on our part. Like we didn't mean to do that. We had a lot of things going on and um we had her on and it was one of my most favorite episodes i connected so deeply with her and i feel like i needed to connect with her because i was feeling such a just disinterest in in the beauty community and the beauty world and she kind of brought that back for me to be honest oh yeah i, love that. I That's because helpful. yeah because she what she represents and her goal of what she's trying to do of, of banishing colorism and creating inclusivity in, in the beauty industry is so important to me. And it really, it made me feel like, wow, I'm supposed to meet this person. I'm supposed to connect with this person. And I really feel like somehow I'm going to work with her in the future or somehow we will cross, cross paths again. Right. It, just, it felt like it was really meant to be. So that was a very impactful episode for me as well.
0: Yeah, that she's just she's just all around a very beautiful person. Agreed. Agreed. You know? And and so relatable in so the relatable. best way possible.
1: Absolutely. She's she's really what we need right now in the beauty industry. Yes, she's absolutely. Making positive moves that we need. So, um loved that too that she was a great one. Um yeah, also Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it was also great speaking of friends, having Erin on with our Ladies Like You episodes. Yes, of course. Um, you know, it, it just, you know, she's one of our good friends. We oh, She loves uh, talking about everything and she's just, she's an aware person. And so it was really fun to have her on and um, she's just getting started making a YouTube channel as well.
0: So stay tuned for that, guys. Like, am so proud of her for doing that also. Um, I actually wanted to give a shout out to Jeannie Mai. Yes. Um, you know, we had her, we recorded her only on our second episode. Yep. We had no content to show her like, hey, this is the show you're coming on to. We had nothing to give her and she took a chance on us. Yep. And she, I love that episode. We laughed so much. It. I mean. I hate that episode. <laughs> Really? I like it because you can tell we are so green.
1: Yeah, that's why and I do it.
0: <laughs> really? I
1: think it's so important to see that. I know, I'm just playing. It was a great. It was more of just um I like you said we we were green. We didn't know what we were doing. I did it. You don't realize how much you get excited and talk over people and get you know when you have conversations with your friends, your girlfriends, in person, it's so different than when you're actually recording it, and then you have to listen back, and you're like, "This sounds like a
0: hot mess." <laughs> right? <laughs> but I, you know, there's something really endearing, yeah, about listening back and being like, "Oh my god, we really had no idea this is great. We
1: didn't. We didn't. It was our it was our first interview."
0: Yes. Yeah. And she, like she gave us a chance.
1: Yeah, she did. You know? She's bomb as fuck. I love her. Me too. And Adrian too, like we had both those girls from the real. They were always yes. super down. Um, I love Adrian's story. Yeah, me too. All of it. She just it. It, it was really cool for them to to give us that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, we had plans to have you know some of the other girls on too, but obviously we didn't get to that. But you, you know, know that thing you know. about COVID. Yeah, I know. I know, so shitty. We were going to have Harush on, which I was so excited about. Oh, wow. So bummed about that one. COVID happened. She actually yes. got sick. It was just, ugh. Um, what else? Um, You know, I really loved meeting Willa Ford, too, and reconnecting yes. with her. Because that was so funny that we crossed paths with her so long ago. When we were just teenagers. And here we are hosting our little podcast show and having her on as a guest. So it just kind of came full circle. And she's just a really cool down-to-earth chick. Um, Her and I still message each other all the time. Like, she'll comment on my stuff. And, you know, again, she's another person that I'm like, you know, she's in the interior design world, which is something I love, another passion of mine. So who knows if maybe we we connect down the road with that. It's just all these people that I really feel – that were put into our paths for a reason and Absolutely. that's what this show gave us. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And just it's, it's so cool. Um I mean the the there's so many. I loved hearing Gabrielle Stone's story about finding self-love and yes. um, Melissa was Am- interesting. Yeah, it was so interesting. And, and Melissa she had and- Shan
0: on. Shan was great too. Oh
1: yeah, that's right. It was just man. I loved Melissa Ambrosini's too with her little um mastering or her inner mean girl. I still reference that still use that to this day. Yes. She's um, she, but her episode is actually really special. Yeah. It was a good one too. And Kelly Levesque. Yeah. I bought her book. Like,
0: <laughs> right. I believe, I believe in you, Kelly. Yes, absolutely. She, knows her shit. she does. Yeah. But I must say us closing besides this last like final farewell episode. Us closing with Carly and Amanda is so ironic. I know. It's totally. like we came full cir- like we came full circle interviewing them.
1: Yeah. It really, it was interesting how that came about. Yeah. Because
0: we knew, you know,
1: we, we, you know, Nas had approached me and was like, listen, I got to be honest with you. My heart is not in this anymore. This is not my comfort zone. You know, everything she already shared with us. Um, and, you know, if I'm being real and raw, of course, I was bummed. You know, this is something that I came to love and and I'm sad to say goodbye to it. But does it doesn't mean that it's forever. Does it doesn't mean that maybe I won't start podcasting on my own or have another co-host down the road. You know, it's something that taught me a lot and I really enjoyed it. And so, you know, naturally I was bummed, but I knew it was what it was. And so our contract was up. And, you know, they were like, well, we're not going to renew you if you don't, you guys don't want to do it anymore. And so that was that, but we still had some ads that we had to fill. So they just happened to book them as the last, like guests on our show. And they happened to be sisters and they happened to be, one was a makeup artist and one was a life coach. It was just such a,
0: the parallels were crazy. Yeah, it, It's just so ironic. And they're so awesome. Yeah. Really you know, sweet girls. Very, very sweet girls and super successful and they have their own things going on and they're so close. Like I love them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me too. I really liked that episode and you know, we, it was just such a great candid conversation and, um, it was cool that we were their first, um, interview too. Like they <laughs> never done an interview before either. So we got to do that for them and it was kind of like we were passing the torch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. It's just been such a whirlwind, man. I can't believe it's, it it just, it's so interesting because, you know, you and I are sitting here staring at our computer screens, just talking like how we normally talk, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) you know, just putting it out for the world to hear. And you you often forget, like, people are actually listening to this. There's actually people listening to our conversations. Right. And week. Every week. And it's just, I'm just at a loss for words, truly. I I don't know how to summarize everything I feel and summarize what I went through on this journey. And it just
0: makes me really emotional. No, uh, this journey, it was meant to happen. Yeah. It, It was meant to fuel something. Yeah, I agree. For sure well, we are, we should probably try to wrap it up.
1: We're over time
0: now. No, I, so I wrote this message and I'm just going to read it. So I don't, I have a message too. <laughs> yeah. So I don't fuck it up. So sorry if it sounds like it's, it's not formal. I just don't want to fuck it up. So right. I'm going to read it. Um, so sharing our life experiences, advice, hopes, fears, and dreams, and all of you being so supportive and inspired by it all has brought the ultimate joy. Getting your DMs and questions and seeing we made an impact is beyond fulfilling. Our goal was to inspire and show, and show you ladies, we are imperfect. We make mistakes. We love hard. We have goals that are attached to fear and that you're not alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We love you all so much. Please don't forget you can be multifaceted, strong women, whatever that definition is, be it. Live as fearlessly as you can, even if uncertainty uncertainty is strong. Just do it. Never stop being a powerful fucking woman. Power comes in many forms. Power can be observant, calm, and collected, or it can be boisterous, direct, and unfiltered. All are strong. All are needed. All are powerful. And we love you all. Amen, sister. I love that. Man. Thank
1: you. Oh God! My heart <laughs> my heart! I'm just so emotional, my hands are clammy, I'm so oh my God. <laughs> I just feel so much it's just like it's a lot it's a lot it just i I mean I agree with everything you said, and you know after. It's weird. I've already, I had already come to terms with the fact of, okay, you know, this is coming to an end. This is the, the closing of one door. So many more will open. I had already come to terms with that. And then I posted the video uh huh, of me talking about it. Hey guys, you know, I'm so sad to let you guys know this will be your last episode. And then everyone started messaging me, DMing me, commenting and saying all these like such beautiful things to me. And it just literally, I've been crying for days. <laughs> Just, I can't like, yeah. I just, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into us every week for the past year. Your comments, I need to stop. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I am a whole ass mess. <laughs> no, this is beautiful. Oh. Um your comments and messages have truly helped me carry on and realize that my potential. Realize my potential and that I do have a voice and that it matters and that I can't do this. I've really tried to put myself out there as raw and as real as I can to show you that you are not alone in your struggles or your crazy wild thoughts, that we all go through it and that in the end, we will be okay. I want you guys to know that we will always be okay. You have to know that. We will get through it, whatever it is. Stay strong. We are resilient. We are beautiful, and we got this. We are in this all together, and I love you all so, so much. And we got was- through it. I love you. <laughs> that was yeah. beautiful. I just, you know... Life is shitty sometimes, and it's really shitty right now with this whole, you know, we're back in lockdown, and, um, you know, times are uncertain. The future is uncertain. Everything is just up in the air, and it's scary. And, you know, it's just knowing that you're not alone in this is so important. And I think, like, just knowing that no matter what comes your way, you have to know inside your heart that you got this and you're going to be okay. Like, that's just my message to everyone. Like, yeah, absolutely. You can get through it no matter what it is, no matter how deep you are in your despair, like
0: have that faith. I mean, look at how many things you've, you've survived thus far. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You know, and, and to be honest, this entire time, everything has been uncertain. Yeah. Because now it's in the forefront. Absolutely. You know, and we've survived it all. All of us have survived it all. Yeah. But that is all for now, folks. Wait, wait. We have to answer that question. Oh. see ourselves in 10 years. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter.
1: Okay. So... Where do we see ourselves in 10 years? Um, Let's see. I see myself in a multicolored bright caftan on the cover of Architectural Digest. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in my patio area of my mansion. (laughs) Um, Just living my best life and... I don't know. I just, you know, I, I I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm happy. I don't care what I have as long as I'm happy, and honestly, that's that's my main goal in life is to just be happy. Because at the end of the day, when we're old and gray and we're on our deathbed, guess what? Nobody gives a shit about all the cars you had or all the vacations you went on or whatever the fuck you owned it's about the memories that you're making in your life and the people around you and, and the impact you made on society and your friends and family, you know, it's those memories, that's your legacy. You know, it's, it's all of that. And that's, that's what matters to me the most. You know, I, I of course, you know, I, in 10 years, I want to own a home and I want to have, you know, a certain amount of my bank account. And I want to, you know, be a voice for our generation. And I want to, I just want to uplift other people. I just want to uplift others and I want them to not feel like they're alone. And I want to be a part of that movement, whatever it means. I just want to be a part of it. And I want to continue to make people laugh because laughing is what gets me going through life. And I think it's so important and we can't forget to laugh. And and yeah, that's those are my goals. I love that.
0: <laughs> now you can listen back in ten years ago, <laughs> and that's why I wanted to ask this question. <laughs> What about you, Miss Nazanee Mandy? Oh my God, let me roll out the
1: list. Uh, We're so different in our ways. Mine is just like free and hers is like, this is exactly my goals and these are what exactly I'm going to accomplish. And let (laughs) me just tell you,
0: she will. (laughs) (laughs) I, I started mine off by saying, first and foremost, I just want Miguel and I to remain as healthy, and happy as we can be. I want my friends and my family, the people that I'm around to be as healthy and happy as can be. Yes. Um, Because that is the core. That is the foundation. Yes. All this other stuff is just stuff. Mm -hmm. But the people around you,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like that is, it's just so important. It is. And I love to see the people around me thrive. Whatever their definition of thrive is, I love to see it happen. Me too. So that is like first and foremost for me. Um, I ha- I want to at least have one child by then. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm just putting that out there, boy or or you'll me, you'll I don't get me 43. No, I mean I'm gonna have it before then for sure. But <laughs> but I mean you never know. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm. Whatever is meant to happen for me is meant to happen. But my goal is to have at least one child. Um, a daughter or a son, I, it does not matter to me at all. I just want them to be healthy. That is it. Yes. Um, a goal of mine is, you know, I want to be a successful actress. I want a series regular role on a, a hit show. Mm-hmm. I want a few major motion pictures under my belt. Um, and then I started thinking, I was like, if I could be on the cover of anything, like what would I want to be on? Mm-hmm. And of course, the first thing you go to is Vogue, right? I do. That's like the ultimate, right? And it's it's like Vogue America. But I was like, you know what? I My goal is Vogue Mexico and Vogue Arabia. Yeah, that'd be like, dope. Th- those are my goals. Those two are my goals. That's easy, girl. You're going to do that in no time. You Man, got it. I hope so. Like To Definitely. represent my culture on Absolutely. both sides and be the cover of that, Yeah, that would mean the most to me. I agree. You know? And, um, also like being on shape and self mag and Cosmo and sports illustrated, like all those are goals, you know, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and I want to get my company. I'm starting a company. It's called you bloom. And I want to get that in full motion. I want to hold my seminars and workshops and I want to coach and help young women reach and honor their full potential. Yeah. That is going to be the most fulfilling thing for me. I agree. At the end of the day.
1: And I'm on board to help you do whatever you need to do that because that's part of my goals too. And we yes, can, I love that. It is, you know, it's needed. We have to be there for one another.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's needed more than ever. Um, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to doing. And I'm really looking forward to doing it with you and with other people that ge- are genuinely excited about it. Mm-hmm. not just jump, jumping on the motivational bandwagon.
1: Right, you know? right.
0: So that that's important to me.
1: People that live
0: it. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly, live it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those are just a few of my goals. Um, I just, again, I want us all to be happy. I want us all to be wealthy in our own ways, and that's not only monetary. Mm-hmm. You know, like, wealth comes in many forms. Right. Um. But yeah, it, it, those things are important. I agree. Yeah.
1: Right? It's cool. It's like a it's like our own personal time capsule.
0: Yes, it, this whole year has been.
1: I know. It really has been. It's it's been such a blessing and such an amazing journey and again, thank you guys so much for riding hard, hard with us for so long. Um And, you know, again, the episodes will be there. You can still come and hang out with us anytime you want. Naz and I are accessible on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Changed my Instagram name to Nadia Moham Official because she's official, honey. I
0: love it. I love that.
1: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, just stay tuned. We have so much more in store for you guys. This is not the end. This is just the beginning.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I want to give a shout out to our amazing producer Will. Yes, Will. Will, Thank you, Will. You have been ride or die. For real, Will. Ride or die. He deals with all my
1: um, procrastinations. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Last minute edits. Will has been the man. He has been. been the man. He's been with us since day one. Yes. Thank you, Will, so much.
1: Thank you both very much. It's really been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been an honor to be a fly on the wall for some good conversation. Oh. Go. <laughs> He's all smirking in the background.
0: <laughs> yep, laughing at us. <laughs> and guys have to learn this information too. And honestly, it's more beneficial that guys listen to stuff like this so they know what they're talking about. Absolutely.
1: Ooh, Will is a smart man. Can you, you tell your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Are you single? (laughs) Not currently. Oh darn it! Sorry, (laughs) please. All right, guys. It's been really hard to get. It's like it's like we're on the phone with our friend, and you don't want to get off. And it's like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Her name is Darla. now with darla on the phone for hours i swear to god like three and a half hours well it's just darla talking and you just listening and going about your business with her on the speaker phone <laughs> oh my god how does she not get like so her throat doesn't get dry from all that Oh no, t- girl she keeps going <laughs> oh man All right, guys, this is Naz and Nadia signing off for now. Thank you again. It's been amazing. We love you. Be safe out there. Take care of yourselves.
0: Yes, and thrive, 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 whatever you choose to do. Take that leap of faith. We love you. Yes,
1: and And always remember
0: you can can sit with us. us. Thanks for listening to Ladies Like Us from The Lady Gang and Podcast One. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquette. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week.